Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Lewis Hamilton breaks his claws with Mercedes and will race for Ferrari in 2025. Here to help me break all this down from SDPNs, Jesse Blake and Adam Wild. Guys, how's it going? It looks like you've had uh, just as busy a day as I have. I mean, all I wanted, all I wanted, uh, I was working this afternoon. All I wanted to do was watch the announcement. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to kind of see it all happen. Uh, but man, I, the, the person I thought about first uh, was Jesse, because I know how big of a Lewis fan he is. And I, I need to know, is Jesse, is Jesse now a Ferrari <laughs> fan or is he remaining a Mercedes fan? Like, are you abandoning George and Toto, Jesse? When the news came out, the first thing I thought about was my bank account and how much Ferrari merch I now have to buy and how I have to burn all of my Mercedes gear. Because I, I root for Lewis more than I root for the, what do they call them, the Silver Arrows. So I think come 2025, I'll be following him to Team Red. <laughs> Man. I, and you know, the great thing about Ferrari merch is it's so well-priced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, well, well overpriced. But yes, uh, yeah, you it's, know. it's always the most expensive stuff you can buy. Oh, 100%, man. Oh, they yeah. never skimp out. Um, yeah, guys, it's been a crazy day. It's been a crazy story. Uh, it was just before we hit record, I was just telling Jesse, like I was getting texts at like 3.37 this morning to basically buckle up because it was going to be a it was going to be a day. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because once we once we kind of came into this week, uh, I was expecting Ferrari news this week, but the news we were expecting was that Carlos Sainz uh, was going to be back at Ferrari signing a long term extension. But it looks like uh, <laughs> it looks like things have changed. How um, did they yeah, get far was... down the road with that? Because I think that's what everybody wants to know. Like, I mean, I, we know that they were talking, um, but you know, did they? Because we all know Formula One's cutthroat. It could it could come down to the last minute, and the signature's not to paper. They'll make a change. Like it's it's one of those things. Did yeah. do you know anything about the Carlos extension talks and and where they were going and how far yeah. apart the two sides were? Yeah, I found out a lot about that uh, today. So, uh, you know, Ferrari didn't want to give him a longer term extension, and this is something that uh, they've actually been uh, working on with Lewis behind the scenes for for a little while now. And for, for Carlos, I think he eventually found out a few weeks ago. So hmm. it wasn't until recently for him. And that's when I think talks between Hamilton and Ferrari really started to really started to escalate. Um, I feel 
bad for Carlos in a way, but at the same time, I mean, this is part of Formula One and and this is what it is. There is driver turnover and I mean, he's going to have to have a really great season and catch on somewhere else, which we can talk about in a minute. But I mean, obviously focusing this on, on, on Lewis in particular, um, just he, you know, I don't, I don't think he believed that Mercedes was going to recover enough in time for him. Like if we look at Lewis now and where he's going to be in a few years into his forties, uh, at that moment, how much time does he really have left, right? Like, how much time does he really want to give to Formula One, traveling the world? If the calendar keeps expanding, that's more travel for him and more time away from home. And as you get older, that stuff gets harder. So I think for, for Hamilton, it's it's basically he saw some stuff that the engineers were doing. There was one engineer that decided to pick up and leave. And I think for for himself, that was sort of the writing on the wall that this team may not get back to its championship winning ways for a while. And that engineer, Tim, was important because he was, from what I read today, was he not one of the people that two years ago said, we're going the wrong direction with the car and nobody listened to him? Yeah, essentially, um, look, Sarah. So yeah, look, Sarah. So this guy, I mean, he, he was working a lot with Mike Elliott and he worked a lot with James Allison too. Um, he was a big component to the the championship winning cars working alongside James Allison for a while. And I think one of the big thing was, is that, you know, Lewis had told the team before 2023 that this is the direction we need to take with the race car. And we're not, we need to go in this direction and they didn't listen to him. And then they showed up in Bahrain last year with a similar type concept. Didn't really change that much. And it was a disaster, absolute disaster. And then they had to go back to the drawing board and recreate a recovery plan. And then that got introduced in Monaco. And then they had to stick they had to stick it out with a car that was inconsistent, didn't handle well, was unresponsive. And you had to battle like hell for, for him to try and get it into a window where Lewis could make it work. So all of these different things, I mean, compounded and then, I think for Ferrari, you know, Frederick, Fred, Frederick Vasseur and Lewis have a really close relationship. Like they're very, they're very close. Those two, they, they've won championships together in junior formulas. And Frederick, obviously being the team principal at Ferrari now was talking to Lewis pretty much every single race weekend. And I think for, for president of Ferrari, John Elkin, uh, it, it was a goal of his to try and get Lewis Hamilton into a Ferrari. Yeah, there's there's stories that have been coming out over the last like 12 hours since this has been announced about the relationship between Lewis and Ferrari and Elkin. Like they they met at a like a Google conference, I think it was, is the story, and they've developed a relationship uh, over the course of the last couple months and, and years. And and with Vasseur, there was the comment during the summer where they're asking him like, "Hey, is is Lewis going to sign with Ferrari?" Because we saw you guys talking, and he said that. If every time we talked, uh, he signed a contract that would cost us a lot of money, you know, because they they talk so often. So, and and just with the name brand of Ferrari, there's a certain serendipity to Lewis finishing his career there. He's gonna be 40 by the time he starts, and it's it's the dream of every F1 driver to be a Ferrari driver, and to, it's like 
the great baseball player going to play with the Yankees at the end of his career. You know, it's it's the brand itself. And for him to wrap up his career there, it makes a lot of sense when you when you take a step step back from the time he's done with Mercedes and you just look at the overall move. It it makes a lot more sense when you think about it. Yeah, you make a good point there, Jesse. Just real quick, Adam, like when you guys think about it, what's the uh, what's the cross sport equivalent to this? I was actually asked it on uh, on Digital Sports Center earlier today, and the best thing I could come up with was uh, Tom Brady going from the New England Patriots to the Tampa Bay Bucks, but yeah. I couldn't think of anything else. It would be well, Brady if he went and played for the Cowboys. I would yeah. say. You yeah, know, it'd Michael be like Jordan that. with the Lakers or something. Yeah, Jordan with the Lakers. Even LeBron for going going to the Lakers yeah. that which was supposed to be the end of his career and he just extended yeah. it for how many years? But yeah. that kind of move is is what I would look at it as. LeBron and Lewis are kind of the same in that way that you just like, wow, they're still they're they're acting like they're twenty nine when they're close yeah. to forty. I I, <laughs> I think yeah. um I think what's interesting here and and you know Jesse, you talk about serendipity and and about a guy who you know, wants to finish his career with Ferrari. And Tim, you talked about engineering issues at Mercedes. And I think, okay, yeah, he wants to finish his career in red and black, and that's awesome. But name another team that's had more engineering issues outside of Mercedes <laughs> than Ferrari. A top team, anyway. Yeah, you know, that's why. People expect but... to win. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like... yeah that, that's why Frederick Vasseur was brought in, right? And another reason for that, and we've talked about it on the show before, is just simply to keep Charles Leclerc at the team. Um, but you're right. You know, there has been a lot of turnover behind the scenes at Ferrari. I mean, Davis Sanchez leaving and, and heading down to McLaren. That was a huge loss for them. That was massive. That was done last season. And so they got to replace him. And so, I mean, Laura Meckes as well, leaving and becoming the team principal over at, oh God, Visa Cash App. RB V-car, V-car. Yeah, V-car. Can we just call like, them racing bulls. Can we just call them racing oh bulls? Are we allowed God. to do that? I wish we could. We'll find out more on February 8th. But like, I mean, essentially, Adam, though, you're, you're right. I mean, there is so much going on behind the scenes at Ferrari. And that's what got me thinking that like, if any driver is going to be able to come in and really put his stamp down on the team and make sure his voice is heard, that's going to be Lewis Hamilton. I mean, he's going to go in there and they're going to have a massive amount of respect for him. And they're going to listen to everything he has to say. And they're going to do everything he wants. And it reminds me a lot of like Michael Schumacher. Mm-hmm. When Schumacher went to Ferrari and built that team around himself. Now, granted, Lewis doesn't have that runway. He doesn't have as long as you know Michael did at, at Ferrari. He's probably going to have two to four years. Maybe one more after that. Maybe, maybe. But that being said, like he's going to have to find a way of getting that team to revolve around him which i think he can do and at the end of the day that's what you want to build your team around sorry Charles leclerc yeah and and correct me if i'm wrong tim but when lewis moved from mclaren to mercedes mercedes had zero championships and one race win ever when he joined well, the team and then look how look at the run they had yeah well when they were brawn so like before all of that you know they were brawn and then into mercedes they'd they the the bones of that team had a championship under its belt and race wins but yes when you when Schumacher kind of came over to Mercedes and partnered up with Nico Rosberg he was a huge part of that team kind of getting onto the right track and it was Nicky Lauda who was the one who convinced Lewis to 
leave McLaren and, and come to their come to their team. And that was another like shock announcement, right? Like he's had two of them. Yeah. And I would say two of the biggest, and those are the two biggest. Uh today obviously being the biggest in, in my opinion. Um but yeah, it was it was Nicky Lauda who who convinced him to to come over. Uh, and I remember talking to him about all that too uh back in 2014. And so I think if it's not for, you know, Lauda, you know, Hamilton doesn't end up in Mercedes. He probably doesn't win as many championships as he win a cha- another championship. I mean, Hard well, to I mean, say, if you really? look at how McLaren went in the middle yeah. of the last decade, <laughs> yeah, they're just like a non-player for yeah, a while. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So again, right, smart move by him. Like he, mm-hmm. he really did his due diligence. He investigated what is the team working on. What is this new hybrid power unit for 2014? How good is that going to be in our Mercedes? You know, how much are we working on that? And so for Lewis, you know, that was important. And I think he's done the same thing here, guys. I really do. I really think he's he's really dug in to see what everybody's up to, and he must really like what he sees at Ferrari. What do you think? Um, what do you think was the sell job? And, and, and I don't mean this in a, I don't mean it in a cheap way. I don't think, I, first off, I think the smartest thing that in retrospect, Ferrari could have done was drop Mattia Bonotto. And it's not because Mattia is not smart. It's because Fred Vasseur had great, great relationships with two incredible drivers, Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton <laughs> today. What a genius move. Okay. <laughs> what if they're, and obviously, I don't think they toured Lewis through Marinello because I think that that would have got out. Oh, but, we would have heard about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but but okay. So you're sitting. So you're 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 Fred Vasseur and you're the executive board, whoever on in the Ferrari brand is showing up to these meetings, being on these calls, whatever it was that they did on a Zoom call, uh, kind of like what we are right now. How do you sell him on the next couple of years? Yes, the Ferrari car has been fast. There have been mistakes made by Leclerc and, and signs a little bit too. I mean, they were able to win a race last year. That was, you know, they, they were able to do that. Yep. Um, yeah. What, what do you think was the key here? It's got to be more than just it's Ferrari, it's the prancing horse, and you got to, you're Lewis Hamilton, you need to be here at some point. It's the fact that you, you know, you would mention, you know, that win by Carlos Sainz in Singapore in a season where, you know, it was impossible to steal away a win away from Red Bull Racing. It, I think for 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 Lewis, I think he understood that you know they hate they have a really fast qualifying car. Their car was tremendous in qualifying uh, shape once we got to midway uh, into the season and then to the back half of the season. Their qualifying car was was really strong. It was their race car that really let them down. And so, what are they doing to fix that? You know, those are things that. A guy like Frederick Vasseur would have to jump on a Zoom call and explain to Lewis, like, these are the people we're bringing in. These are the steps we are taking. This is what our simulation is showing for our 2024 car. But here is where our trajectory is for 2025. And you've got to sell him on that. You have to sell him on the fact that by 2025, hey, we could have a car here that can challenge against Red Bull Racing for wins, but we're also doing it in a way where into 2026 we're going to be prepared with our new power unit because that is going to be what keeps lewis hamilton uh either in formula one or out of formula one is what happens with that regulation change in 2026 oh Hmm. and and tim can i ask you just a question like a, a kind of a step back question about the whole the way these contracts work with f1 is it does nobody within the world find it so strange that 
a driver is signing on with a new team a year ahead of time and has to <laughs> go through a whole season with their old team as it is right now and yeah, perform under those regulations with that team and try their best while the, everybody knows they're moving on. Yeah, that's a that's a great question, Jesse. I mean, that's and, and you know you see a lot of it in American you know media w- trying to understand Formula One and trying to understand like, well, this is really weird because why <laughs> would you sign on or announce it or whatever? I mean, we'll announce it because it got leaked, but outside of that, I mean, why why would you do that? Like, why what? So for a driver, I'll put you in that perspective. You know, you only have a finite amount of time in Formula One. And obviously, you know, the main goal of any racing driver is to win, be competitive and make your money. And where am I going to do all of those things? Like which team is going to offer me uh, that outcome? Obviously, Ferrari, money is not so much an issue, right? It's the fact that trying to get their stuff together and be competitive uh, is their main issue. But outside of all of that, I mean, it will be extremely contentious, I think, at Mercedes this year. I think you've now moved George Russell from that, you know, one number two, one B driver to now one A. If I'm Total Wolf and I said this on SportsCenter, I'm shutting Lewis out. And, I'm, and from the standpoint, what I mean is no information. He gets no information. He gets no data. He doesn't get to see anything that we're working on at the factory. And that is it. Because Is he getting input? He won't, no. He won't want Lewis to take information you know, that they are working on over to Ferrari, which any driver would do, right? Mm-hmm. Because wherever you're going to go, you want to be competitive. And so if that includes you spilling the beans on something, then... You got to do what you got to do. So I think for I think for when you take a look at why would he why would why would they make this announcement? Well, one, like I said, it got leaked, but why would why would it be that this is a year away? Mm-hmm. It's because science his contract is up at the end of the year. You're seeing all of these drivers do long-term long-term deals, right? We saw Lando Norris do a long-term extension at McLaren last week. We saw the same thing with Charles Leclerc. Max Verstappen's locked up till 2028. And so, you know, there's not that many great talents like hanging around, right? And Mm -hmm. so for Ferrari, it's like, let's see if we can get this guy to trigger his brake clause, get him over here and get him under contract for as long as we possibly can, throw as much money, whatever he wants at him, get him here. And that's, again, John Elkin, right? That's John Elkin just wanting Lewis Hamilton on his team, no matter what the cost. And this isn't the first time we've had, like, we've had, like, a, a driver sign something early. I mean, Carlos Sainz did something similar in 20, I want to say 2020, I think. It was, With he McLaren signed on to McLaren. Year, yeah, it was a year earlier. So, like, this isn't the first time we've had this stuff come up. Yeah, because the Carlando pairing was great. We love yeah. that. Uh, yeah. But uh, I wanted to um, I wanted to ask you this because like you talk about the break clause and, you know, Lewis is one of the highest paid athletes on the planet already. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a guy that reportedly when the extension was done in 2023 for, you know, the 23, 24 or sorry, I guess it was 24, 25 season. But they've triggered this clause um, yes. when they did that extension. He was already making something in the neighborhood of 50 million pounds a year. Probably. Right. So what's he get paid now? 
Yeah, I know that's the thing, right? I mean, who knows? We will never know. Like, we'll never know. Like that. You know how, like, no, you know how, like, we we take a look and be like, oh, Max Verstappen is the highest paid racing driver in Formula One. He's making whatever the number is fifty. I don't know, fifty two, fifty eight million, whatever that number is. We don't really know. Like, that's the thing. It's not that like these things don't get released, right? Like, driver contracts are extremely. sealed not a lot of people get to take a look at them not a lot of people get to see what's even in them um we did a a, a podcast with alessandro Luni bravi on this show he is uh, a team representative for well alfa romeo sauber and he walked us through a lot of the intricacies and difficulties with Formula One driver contracts and just how convoluted they can be because that's what he used to do. He used to do a lot of driver contracts. And so, yeah, I encourage people to go back, watch, listen to that episode. It was last uh, December, I believe we released it, 2023. But that being said, I mean, we'll never we'll never really know, Adam, like what, what Lewis is going to be made. We can assume, and I'm sure there's probably going to be some numbers thrown around, but like I'd pay him whatever he wants. I, yeah. I would if i had yeah. the money i I'd just back the brinks truck up open the door and just start backing it up. well it's i brought it up guys and i thought you'd find this crazy so uh i immediately looked at um ferrari stock prices when the lewis news was rumored and before market call today i believe ferrari stock price was up seven to ten percent that's before market <laughs> okay so whatever they paid lewis let's say let's say it's crazy it's a hundred million pounds and it's 100 million pounds a year, and he has signed a three-year deal. That's a long time in Formula One. That's a lot of money. And yeah. maybe there's some performance bonuses in there, championship bonus, whatever it is. So whatever they pay him over the next three years, they made today. Wow. And they made much more than that today. Because wow. Sportico is reporting that Ferrari's value, the brand – not the race team, the brand, is up $7 billion with a B. Wow. Seven Hold billion. on a second here. You're saying, so Adam, you're saying, so okay, so I think like Forbes valued the Scuderia at like $3.8 billion. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously the Scuderia is the race team of big Ferrari. So, I mean, like what are we talking, like what do you think we're talking here? Like, what do you think so, the value of all everything is? Like, well, so so they said, um, uh, Sportico is saying Ferrari stock surged seven billion this morning after report of Lewis Hamilton joining Scuderia. Ferrari came out. The team is the most valuable by far. So uh, Mercedes is second. So it may be actually just the team that they're still it's worth wow. that much money, which is crazy. And I and and this is the thing. So like, you sign a guy like this who's world famous. And and it doesn't really matter what you pay him. Sign sign the check. You know, there's yeah. it, the salary cap that they have, or whatever the cost cap, doesn't apply to him. He's a top three imp- salaried employee on the team. Yep. Pay him whatever seven yep. billion in a day, guys. In a That's, day. It's wild. It's crazy. It's wild. And think about how many like how many rich guys are going. You know what? I think I'll buy a Ferrari this year because of Lewis. <laughs> and it does work. That does happen. That's why they yeah. have these teams. So I just, it's like, and it's the power of Lewis Hamilton. And I think sometimes because he hasn't won in a couple of years and Max has dominated it, everybody wants to take a piece out of any champion. Mm -hmm. You forget the power of this one man and this one brand that he's created and how unbelievable it is that this guy and his dad 
would show up to cart races and fish old tires, discarded mm-hmm. tires out of the garbage, and Lewis used to race on those. Mm-hmm. And this guy was able to make Ferrari and their <laughs> stock go up $7 billion today. That is an unbelievable story. And that's so, – so that's crazy. Now, here's my question, and I, and I want to ask you both this. If you're Charles Leclerc, are you asking yourself, who's the number one driver at this team? Because how does, how does Marinello handle who, who gets preference? Because inevitably, somebody will. Jesse, what do you think? I'll let you go first. If you're if you're Leclerc, like I think you understand if Lewis gets preference here, you know, if if for the because I don't think he's going to race forever. If it's the three four years that it's the two of you together, and and most opportunities come up, and Lewis is the one A, and you're the one B, I think you have to understand what's happening there, and that the eighth world championship is probably a little more important than what's going on in Leclerc's world right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I also think that it's good for it's good for him to learn. Like, I mean, having a having Lewis Hamilton on your team is, I mean, you can learn so so much from him. Granted, Leclerc's probably the fastest qualifier in Formula One. I will mm-hmm. say that. But I think when you look at like the racing itself, there's a lot that I think he needs to learn. I mean, if we go back to France, 2022, I mean, Leclerc's leading. He has a massive mistake, crashes, and essentially that was the start of the downfall for his run at trying to win a championship in 2022. Mm-hmm. I think by bringing Lewis onto the team, you're going to have to take a back seat, but at the same time, you need to understand who your teammate is and like soak every ounce of information from him that you can, but you also need to know that you're going to be the number two driver. This is Lewis Hamilton. He's a seven time formula one world champion. He owns pretty much every record in the formula one record books. That's just the way it's going to go. And I think for, for Leclerc, maybe a tough pill to swallow, but I think at the end of the day, if Lewis is able to do what he can do and help that team get back to a championship winning way, I think that sets Leclerc up to be successful in the future. Okay. That's what I think. Anyways, what what I, what what do we? Sorry, Adam, go ahead. No, please take it. Well, I was gonna say, what do we think happens with? Because there's a number of different things going on here. First off, what do we think happens with Carlos Sainz? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I feel for him because he was. Yeah. <laughs> was he not booted from Renault as well? In much the same way when uh, Daniel Ricciardo yeah. took over and yeah, booted from out. Red Bull because he didn't get along with the Verstappens. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I yeah. mean, this guy. I I, I feel like. Uh, 
because he was in the Red Bull Junior Driver Program. You know, he didn't get promoted to Toro Rosso, I think, because obviously Ricardo was there too, and he was spectacular on the on the Red Bull first team. But you know, Carlos Sainz won a race last year. Mm-hmm. It was three guys that won a race. It was Max Verstappen, it was Sergio Perez, and it was uh, Carlos Sainz. And I don't know who Max Verstappen would be more angry about winning races, Perez or Sainz, because apparently they didn't get along great on the team. No. Uh, when they were when they were Toro Rosso together, but I'm I'm I think with um, with science like I mean I I don't know what Toto's relationship with him is. Um, Mercedes have that second seat is an enormous carrot for a lot of drivers, um, and science has got to be careful here. He's got one more year in a Ferrari, so you better you better perform because if that Mercedes seat goes to somebody else. Let's throw Alex Albon's name in there, who is who should push for a seat, and there's a close oh, yeah. relationship between Williams and Mercedes. Um, what are your other options? You know, are Gasly and Ocon going to be moved on from Renault? Well, they're two French drivers at a French team. Pretty, pretty, or sorry, Alpine. Be pretty difficult. Uh, and then what are your options? Uh, it can be, you know, Kick Sauber, which is going to be Audi, which apparently I think Carlos Sainz Sr. has a lot of connections with Audi through uh, Dakar, uh, the rally mm-hmm. thing. So there's that's been rumored for a while. Aston Martin's probably out. And then you're left with Haas uh, and potentially Williams, who are resurgent. But I don't think that's ideal for Carlos. I think this guy is... Do we not think this guy should be at least in the top five challenging for a championship on the driver's side? I think so. He's I, I've always said it. I, you know, he's he is a very talented driver. I mean, he's is he at the same level of speed over one lap as Charles Leclerc is? I mean, no. But mm-hmm. does he have good uh, pedigree in terms of outright racing? He does. He had it's. He's always strong in the race. Always. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say at the beginning of 2022, that was a tough start to his season, and he didn't really start to figure out these new cars, the ground effects, how much they weigh because they're so heavy. He didn't really start to figure things out till later on in the season. But then when he showed up in 2023, I mean, he started kicking some ass. So I think for, for Carlos, the only option, and, you know, this is from things that I've heard, is is Sauber, Sauber Audi. That That's it. You know, both Volturi Bottas and, you know, Joe Guan Yu, their contracts are up at the end of 2024. There will be an opening there. Audi uh, does want him. And, you know, your first couple of years there, I mean, you're, yeah, you're not, you're probably not going to challenge for a championship, but it is Audi. I mean, you can go there and be the number one driver, I think. Mm -hmm. And eventually you're going to, you're going to get to where you want to go. I just think it's going to take him a little bit longer. It's like one of those things, like, you know, two steps back, one step forward. Where do you, where do you think he ends up, Jesse? No, that that's where I was going to go with it. It definitely looks like where there's smoke, there's fire. And for like months now, as Audi's trying to build their brand and get into F1, Carlos Sainz has kind of been the guy they want. And if you can go there and they launch as, quote, a new team, and that's your fresh start, and you get a whole team that's built around you, essentially, depending on who the second driver is, I think that's the best option when you have to leave Ferrari. You know, you yeah. go to to Audi and you're the face of that brand. And I think that'd be a pretty cool position for him to be a number one driver and you get this whole new thing that's just yours. He also what gets to you... take all the, the stuff he learned at Ferrari with him, right? Yeah. 100%. It's like, what, it's what no you... joke being at Ferrari. I think... You know, uh, you know, it's the reason they brought in Alonzo and at Aston Martin, right? It's like they need an old a guy to teach them 
teach them how to win. What do you, what do you think uh, happens when uh, Carlos gets the radio call? Carlos, we need you to move over for style. Oh, it's going to be spicy. Yeah, the 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 drivers signed for next year, Tim. I think it's only six of them that are confirmed for the grid. Like every all the other seats are up in the air. So like, how much fighting are we going to get on the racetrack this year about guys not listening to anybody because they don't have a contract? So who cares? It's going to be great. Same thing's going to happen with Lewis, right? I mean, for sure. Is Lewis going to move out of the way for George? Come on, I don't think so. (laughs) Don't think so. No, not a chance. What's so What's so great about this is. We didn't get a silly season, right? You get two silly seasons yeah. in, in Formula One. You get it in August. Oh, I don't know why there's balloons going off oh, in my picture birthday, there. I don't Adam. know if you saw that. But, uh, uh, did I, was it the peace sign that I put? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't oh, know there it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's balloons. There you go. <laughs> well, that's an interesting feature of a recording system. So you get two, right? You get August and then you get the winter time. And we were going to have... This is the first year in I don't know how many where we had a completely steady driver lineup. And already... Already, we know it won't be. I think yeah. that's cool. And and yeah. and uh, I, I uh, dude, I sat uh, down and said, <laughs> I, I sat oh, down. Yeah. Happy uh, birthday! Yeah. I sat yeah, down and birthday. said to you, like, when was it? A couple of weeks ago, when we were chatting. I said, Adam, like, we have like 2024 is going to be freaking insane when it comes to the driver market. Like, yeah, there's going to be so yeah. much movement. So you have. Let me see if I can rattle through it all. So you have Williams, both drivers, their contracts are up. You've got Haas, both drivers' contracts are up. You have Alpine, both driver contracts are up. Same with uh, VCAR, both uh, driver contracts are up. And same with uh, the Kick Sauber team, both driver contracts are up. So hopefully I think mm-hmm. I nailed everybody there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> somebody, that's a ton somebody... of movement. I forget who it was, but there was an F1 journalist today who was like, what about Valtteri Bottas back to Mercedes? <laughs> oh, imagine that. <laughs> it would be funny. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to ask this, guys, because, you know, I think, I think it doesn't need – you don't need insider F1 knowledge like what Tim has to think about a situation like this at a company that you work at. The Mercedes team just lost the best employee they've ever had. The best one. Um, and you know, total wolf calls everybody in this morning. They have their, their chat. And then it was so obvious, right? Like sky sports is standing out front with a microphone and a camera in walk the Mercedes employees 20 (laughs) minutes later out, they walk again. And, and, um, I wondered how much of a disaster is this for Mercedes? Because apparently total wolf only found out about this yesterday. Yeah, it's massive. It's a it's a monumental disaster. I mean, because you need to think about your long term future. Obviously, that's going to go and move over to to George. But now you got to think about well, who the hell is going to take the second seat? Like yeah. who who is that driver going going to be? I mean, Adam made a good point. Alex Albon, I one hundred percent. If I'm Total Wolf, you know, I've got connections with James Valls, who's a team principal at Williams racing where Alex Albin races. I'm going down there. I'm finding out what the situation is. How can I get him and get his ass into my car? Because I think when you, when you look at that pyramid of teams and driver pairings, you know, you can't have a Mercedes with a George Russell and a Frederick Vesti or Kimi Antonelli. You 
no, you can't just put a rookie in there. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. You need to have someone who's going to be fast and experienced because you're going up against uh, two incredible McLaren drivers and Lando Norris, Oscar Piastri. You're going up against Max Verstappen and probably will be Danny Ricardo. I mean, I'm not saying feels it's going like that, to be, it? but it feels like it's heading in that direction. Uh, very strong driver pairing uh, there. And then you come down to, I mean, Ferrari obviously is going to be Leclerc and Hamilton. So like, what do you do? Like you got to get the best, the other best driver that's out there whose contract will be up. Uh, and I, I don't think it's going to be Fernando Alonso. I know there's a lot of talk online about that. Um, some sources I've spoken with uh, saying, t- telling me Toto and Fernando haven't even had a conversation yet. There hasn't been any talks whatsoever. And the team really wants, Aston Martin really wants to keep him. So I don't think, I don't think he's going to be the guy moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, he's and in Adam, his 40s and the team's built around him. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, you talk about like it's a bad day at Mercedes, but I think one guy in the Mercedes building is having a good day, and that's George Russell. Because his mentality, I don't think, has ever been that I'm the number two driver to Lewis Hamilton. I'm the number one driver in my head, and that's how I'm going to go out there and drive. And now he's kind of, I assume he's soaked up all the knowledge he could out of Lewis, and he will continue to do that. But now George gets to stand up there and say, hey, I am the Mercedes driver, and I don't care who you bring in next to me next year. I get to be number one because I've been here the longest. And I think George is going to relish this opportunity because he's such a competitor and he's going to be happy about this move and moving forward. Yeah, 100%. I, uh, I, I'm i very happy if I'm George Russell because I know that the team's going to be uh, centered uh, around me and I'm going to be a huge focal point of the team. So, yeah, I mean, let's roll. So um, we've got some questions in the debrief. If you guys are ready, we'll just head on over there and tackle some of those let's do it from parth lad at parlad 94 what's more likely alonzo to mercedes or alonzo to red bull oh wants oh, to, man wants to tackle that i'd tackle. say well i mean you would mercedes. know better than we would yeah because yeah. red bull's uh, ricardo's seat yeah that's <laughs> it's not happening neither neither one of those by the way the three think... of us are going to have to talk about the ricardo situation on an upcoming episode at some point because oh, yeah. i need to understand this a little bit more does Yuki Sonoda even race for, for V-Carb anymore? I, like, as soon as Ricardo stepped into that seat, I haven't seen him on uh, any Instagram posts or anything. Poor guy. He's a marketable dude. I love Yuki. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't see Christian Horner. Christian Horner likes his guys. And you can tell when somebody goes into that Red Bull system and they haven't come up in that system and how frustrated. I mean, Helmut Marco doesn't shut up about anything. He talks to everybody all the time, um, especially the German press. Uh, but you know, you, you, they really value their young driver program and the guys that they bring up through that. And it seems like you're either a Red Bull guy or you're not. And I think that's why they're so partial to Ricardo. He's got to perform, but like Alonzo in a Red Bull, I would, I don't know. It would shock me. I think uh, Alonzo with Mercedes. I mean, I love that for two years running, we've had George Russell and Fernando Alonzo new year's picks. So I'm hoping it'd be great to like with cigars in their mouths and they're partying with like George's girlfriend, like, and of course, Fernando's single has to be, but I, I, uh, I want to see, I would love to see that. I would love to see Fernando yeah. at Mercedes. Um, Jesse, this one's for you from at Ryan Wadby. Does the Hamilton move say more about Ferrari or Mercedes? 
Oh, I think it speaks volumes about Mercedes because if Lewis Hamilton thought my best shot at a world championship is with Mercedes, there's nothing Ferrari could do about like, hey, our brand recognition and what we're doing over here is it could lure him. You know, if the best car was with Mercedes, he would stick around there because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about winning. So I think this says a lot about the future of what their car is going to do. And it might be a lot of third, fourth place finishes in the championship for Mercedes coming up. That is painful. From uh, at MKUK underscore three, do you believe Mercedes' last two not-to-par seasons contributed to Hamilton leaving, why announce your departure before even driving the W15? Uh, Can I Adam, add to that, Tim? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and this is a question that I have for both of you. Yep. So Lewis was tr- uh, simulating that. He was in the simulator for the W15 uh, a week ago, less than a week ago. Like, I'm sure he, he's probably... Did he get sure in that thing and then and then and then call uh, Fred Vasseur back and go, man, I, can't, I just can't do this. <laughs> it's like, undrivable. I, mean, I quit. Yeah, like that's what it seems like. You know, like I mean, even in the simulator, maybe. it sucks. Fred, sign me, please. <laughs> I mean, maybe I think like there was a there there was some talk coming out of Mercedes that the simulator, uh, what it what it's been showing has been very promising, and the car seems to be a big step forward from last season's car, but not like a rocket ship or anything like that. Uh, whether or not Lewis has had a chance to even jump into sim and, and drive, I I don't know. That's that's I have no idea. I haven't found that out. Um, I know he doesn't 100% like doing the simulator because it's not actual real-world stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been doing the simulator a lot more over the past few seasons. But again, that's because they've been struggling so much. Um, Yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't give you an answer on that one, whether or not he's been in the, um, been in the car or not in the sim from at walking gauge 31. Do you think this decision was based on the direction Mercedes was taking with the W 15? And yeah, I mean, I have a feeling it's not only W 15, but W 16 as well. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's, I just don't think it's up to snuff, but I mean, who knows, right guys? I mean, like we could get to the track like in Bahrain in a couple of weeks time. And I mean, they may just be as competitive as, as, oh, yeah. uh, as Red Bull, right? Like they, like, well, we I don't know. I, Nobody knows. Wouldn't it be funny yeah, if, if they, know. if, what if they won? Like what if, <laughs> like what a story, right? It'd be a great way to go out. You know, oh, you go yeah. out on top. Oh, my God. Yeah. That'd be a great story. Yeah, it yeah. would. But like, again, right. The think about it though, you know, that makes a point where it's like, what happens if you win mm-hmm. and then you're not back the next year and yeah. Ferrari takes like a U-turn? I guess that's the risk you take, you know? You 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 try and do as much research as you can and you take your chances, you know? Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah. I think he, like he's trying to win. I assume he, yeah. that'd be great yeah. if Lewis won this year. That's his goal. Yeah, yeah no, and we need it. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I want to see... You know, uh, Verstappen versus Hamilton again. Oh, yeah. I need that in my life. Oh, we yeah. need a rematch. <laughs> to an and extent. We need, to get, to and an we extent. need Latifi back in his seat. We need a redo of Abu Dhabi. Let's go. <laughs> no, we don't need that. We don't need a redo of Abu Dhabi. We don't need that. But I, I think we definitely need to see Hamilton and Verstappen go at it. Like, I... Yeah. 
man, I, I'd love to see that. And I also think this season's going to be it's going to be pretty good. Um, we don't have much time left, guys, but uh, I want to get your take on what's coming up this season because uh, I don't know when we're going to get to do this again. So 2024, Jesse, uh, give me your predictions. I think we just nailed it. Lewis wins. He goes out on top. Uh, that's mm-hmm. his last season at Mercedes. He's a champion, picks up the eighth world title, moves to Ferrari, and keeps winning. Oh, I like Adam- that. Hard to compete <laughs> with that. Uh, because I'm a homer, uh, Lando Norris gets his first race win in the first five races of the season. There's my First uh, five races! Yeah, he's going to come out. He's going to be on fire. Because he was finishing like second and third and stuff. So like, let's, let's say Max hits a corner the wrong way. And then, oh, he spun out. It's crazy. And then Lando takes over and he wins. Because I remember watching that Russia race where he, he he didn't put the slicks on and he had the race and he was going to win. And and then he's – so I, I think he needs a little bit of luck when he's in second place. Uh, I I feel like it's difficult for Red Bull not to win again this year. But I am going to say that it will be a lot closer. And going into this year, I had a lot more faith in Mercedes than I do Ferrari. But, man, I, maybe I need to rethink that to be second place, right? I mean, that's what, that's what like, some of these questions that we've got, I mean, it makes you think, right? I mean, it's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, if Lewis is seeing something that, you know, nobody else is, and we get to the track, and they're not as competitive as uh, they want to be, I mean, he's done a great move here. But if they get to the track and they're very competitive, then, you know, I don't know. And Ferrari isn't, you know, that's a, that's definitely a massive question mark on, uh, on leaving if, the team. For if sure. I gave you guys the choice of Max winning the world tighter, title or any other driver, which bet would you take? You get the entire rest of the grid or you get Max on who wins the world title this season? He's on fire right now, though. I mean, it's really hard to bet against the guy. Like, even though, like, Red Bull will be strong. I don't think they're going to be as strong this season as they were last season because that car is absolutely incredible and you really can't perfect much more on it. It's pretty amazing. Um, But that being said, if there was going to be a driver who I could see challenging Max, beating Max, it's Lewis Hamilton. Uh, but the car again has to be underneath him, and if it's not going to be uh, Lewis, then Charles Leclerc. Ooh, wow! <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be a story. Imagine Charles Leclerc wins with Ferrari, and then Lewis yeah. comes in and goes, <laughs> "I'm the number one driver now." That'd be pretty crazy. <laughs> it would be nuts. Yeah. He at least will make more money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, guys, uh, thanks very much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. If you want more from Jesse Blake or Adam Wild, you can get Jesse at Jesse Blake on social media. Same with Adam Wild at Adam Wild. Guys, thanks again uh, for doing this. Really appreciate it. If you want to watch or listen to more Nailing the Apex, head on over to our YouTube channel. Give us a like, subscribe, write a review. Let us know what you think. And we will be back next Monday with a very special guest. Can I? I wonder if I can announce it now. Can you say I, it? No, I got. Uh, I don't know if I can say it now. I, I don't even know I, the answer. We to this. already like we did the we did the episode. We did the episode already. Like it's already been recorded. It's in the can. We got to edit it, and then we got to blow it up. I'm gonna wait. Oh, okay. I'm gonna wait. Come on. All right. I'm gonna wait. It's All good. Right. It's Tim. good. It's good. You guys Fine. are gonna like it. Guys, thanks again for doing this. Really appreciate it. I'm Tim Haraney. If you want more from me, you can get me at Tim Haraney. We'll talk to you all next week.